Hey, it's Kaylin Priest, and you are listening to the Wholehearted Business Podcast. Hey, my friends, welcome back. So this morning, I went to my very favorite class at the gym, which is at 5.30 a.m., and honestly, it has been months since I've gone. I just have not been in a phase or a season where waking up super early was sounded nice to me, so I just haven't for a really long time, but this morning, actually last night, I happened to go to bed early enough to justify to make it to this early morning class, so I went, and usually I like to come home and like sneak back into bed for a little bit before my kids wake up, but my brain is just turning this morning, so I know I'm not going to be able to go back to sleep, so I am in my office recording a podcast really quick, and I have so many thoughts. I have been talking a lot this week about this mastermind launch, and I am a person to my core who I just value vulnerability so much. And I think it's because I I think it's because in this online business female mentor <laughs> world, it's so hard to find female business owners who are vulnerable. A lot of us feel some shame about things that have gone not so well in our businesses in the past. And so a lot of us like to hide those, especially when we're putting ourselves out there as a coach. You know, we're supposed, we want to feel like, we want our audiences to feel like we have it all together, we have it all figured out. But I just don't. (laughs) And I was looking for a mentor like that for so long that I have decided to become that mentor where I like to peel back the layers on my business And I do open myself up for possible judgment or possible thoughts that people have about me, but it doesn't really matter to me that much because because I believe in myself so much that it doesn't really matter if other people think that I'm crazy or not. And so today I wanted to really do a deep dive into this mastermind launch that I've been talking about on Instagram this week. So let me just give you a quick high level overview and then I want to get into the specifics. A lot of people have asked me, like, can you give us the specifics of your actual launch strategy and what worked and what didn't? And I would love to. Absolutely. So that's what I'm going to do today. So first, just a quick little overview about launches. Now, if you've heard my story before, you know that I was a product business owner for three years exclusively. And then while also running my product business, I started teaching an online course for Etsy sellers And so I was simultaneously selling, like running a product business and also more of an education, not quite service business. I wasn't really doing any coaching at that time, but I didn't learn how to launch anything until I was actually running my education business, my course business. And holy cow, that skill, the skill of being able to launch something is critical, and I think I, I first of all, had I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know what a launch was when I was running my product business. If I had known or learned launch strategy and been able to implement it into my product business, it would have changed a lot. But basically, and a, a brief overview of a launch is you have some kind of an offer, whether it's a specific product, like a new product that you're you're introducing or offering to the world, or it's like a new offer, like a course or a membership or some kind of a digital download, a digital product of some kind, or you can launch a service like coaching, like design services or things like that. And basically what a launch entails is you have a certain amount of time that you spend hyping up your audience, introducing your offer, telling them all about it, why it's so amazing, why it's transformational. And then you have a brief 
period, where you open the cart and then close the cart. And then your offer is not available after the cart closes or after the product sells out is another super common way to do a launch like this. So you don't always have to close the cart like this. You can continue to offer that product, you know, in perpetuity in the future. But it can be very effective to actually offer something that's only available for a limited time. You open the cart and then you close the cart and then you transition into delivering that offer, whatever it is, after the cart closes. I feel like I could teach a 12-hour long course about launching strategy and the little minute details that will make a difference. I'm going to give you one little hack right now, actually, because this will change everything. If you are not using a launch model in your business, give it a try. It could be extremely effective. If you are using a launch model, either like for your products all the time or your services all the time, or maybe just like a fun little like seasonal offer, you know, something to just sort of reignite your audience, pour gasoline on the fire, get people excited and listening again, you need to lengthen your launches. You know, if you if you want to put an offer out there and you start talking about it on your stories today and it's like, it's for sale, here's the link to buy and no one buys it and then you feel discouraged and then you stop talking about it. You need to lengthen your launches. Now, if you, you will watch me do this. I have an exact pattern that I follow every time I launch something and I do the same thing pretty much every time with some nuances, which I'm going to tell you about in just a minute. But basically, I don't sell anything unless I have talked about it for at least a week. Only talking about it. You know, sometimes I'll just tell you the name of the program that's coming. Sometimes I will tell you act the actual details, the price, the, the, what the program actually looks like, what it entails, what's included. And then I start talking about all the messaging and try to call in the type of person that this, this program or this offer is for, for at least one full week. I like to do even two or three weeks. For some of you, that's going to be like, wait, you have to spend that long talking about something? Yes, you do. And if you don't do this very often, implementing that one single change could completely transform the way your launches go. If you even right now block out on your calendar or if you have a holiday product that you're wanting to introduce or some kind of a holiday offer, Black Friday is coming soon, block out at least three weeks on your calendar to start talking about this offer before it's even available. And you are probably going to like question me on that. Your brain's going to be like, that is a long time to just like talk about it without actually offering it. I promise you this will be one of the single biggest things you could implement that will make a huge difference for your audience, for your sales. They really, your audience really does need that amount of time to first of all, even see that you have something that you're offering because only 10% of your audience is probably seeing your stories on a given day. So the more that you repeat it, the better chances you have of expanding the net of people who actually know about your offer that's coming. And then if you keep talking about it, the better your chances are that they actually care, (laughs) that they're actually paying attention, then that they understand what your offer even is, and then that they start to want your offer. It takes time. But a lot of us think like if I just I I could think of so many times where I just made like this little workbook, put it in my stories one day, thought everyone was going to buy it. And most of the time people didn't. (laughs) People need a more time to learn about the offer, to be reminded, to think about it, make a purchasing decision. Like I said, I could teach a 12 hour long course about this. And that's sort of what I'm starting to do. So let me transition away from teaching you how to launch and telling you a little bit about some recent launches that I have had that didn't go very well. 
And this is what I was saying before about how, you know, I, I like to be vulnerable like this. I think it, first of all, helps you trust me because you see that I am still figuring it out one step at a time too. But also it's just so reassuring to know that other people out there have these kinds of launches too, that sometimes flop, that don't go the way that we want them to, because sometimes that, the, those emotions can be high that frustration, that disappointment after a launch that doesn't go very well. So I have those two. <laughs> I still am having them, just so you know. So I want to I wanna peel back a layer on three previous launches that I just had that flopped, basically. So let me go back in time a little bit and paint a picture. So last October, I opened a mastermind for six ladies. It was four months long. Um, it was specifically for women who wanted to scale their Etsy business. And that was like the the name of it was Etsy CEO Mastermind. So it was very specific. It was for an exact type of woman. And it was for women who were very serious about scaling to the next level. Opened the cart for that mastermind, launched that mastermind and filled it up easily with like no headaches. I had never had a launch like that before that was so easy and beautiful. And we had a really beautiful program. And then as soon as closer to when that program wrapped up, it wrapped up like January, February, then I wanted to launch another one. I was like, let's do this again. That was awesome. So I started sort of warming up my audience, hyping up this offer. Another mastermind is coming. Um, but I changed the title of it. I actually can't remember what I called it. I should go back and look. I changed the title of it just slightly so it didn't have the word Etsy in it because I didn't want to target just Etsy sellers on this one. And seriously did the exact same thing <laughs> that I had done when I launched the Etsy CEO mastermind, but this was in February. And so, you know, had my two week plus long hype up period, my introductory phase, opened the cart. This time I, that time I had applications, felt pretty confident that people were going to fill it. And this time I had testimonials from the mastermind that I had just run. Guess how many people applied to this one? Zero, (laughs) not one. So that was weird. And honestly, after like, I had probably a four day long cart open period. So the cart probably opened on Monday, it probably closed on Thursday. I usually do three or four days. I like to keep them super short because I don't think it takes people that long to make a decision. And I don't like to be on the fence for that long. And so probably by day two or three, when I had zero applications, I'm pretty sure I stopped talking about it because I was like, whoa, that was embarrassing. Clearly people didn't want this one. Cart closes, zero applications, not even zero members, right? Like no one was even interested in this. If you've ever had a launch that didn't go the way you want, you can probably relate with some of the feelings that come up when you close the cart and your brain is trying to tell you that that was a failure. For me, the feelings are disappointment, embarrassment. Sometimes they even are a little bit shamey. Embarrassment is like, dang it, I didn't do very well at that. Shame is like, I suck at my core. Like as a person, I'm, I am not good enough. I am not worthy enough. You know, all those fun things that our brain likes to tell us. So that launch, I didn't take as hard, but I was kind of like, oh, that was weird. Okay. Well, it kind of makes sense because, you know, a lot of us do this. It kind of makes sense that it didn't, it didn't sell very well because I didn't really put my heart into it anyway. I bet if I had, I probably could have sold more spots. (laughs) Isn't it funny how we do this? We kind of like lean out of being super big and loud about something because then if it doesn't go very well, we can sort of tell ourselves, well, that's probably why it's because I didn't promote it enough. So That was launch number one. Spoiler alert, there's going to be three of these that flopped. So hang with me. Launch number two. You know, I I had a very specific type of business owner who I wanted to attract. I actually wanted to attract artists. 
And I had this picture in my mind because I have a lot of artists in my audience and I love to talk with them and I love art genuinely. And I love, I sort of wanted to teach artists this launch model to help them sell their art. And so on the second launch, I was like, you know what? Probably part of the problem with the first launch was that I, I was too general. I, I took out the specificity of an Etsy seller and I, I, I seriously need to go back and see what I called it. I can't even remember. But I was like, on this one, on launch number two, I'm going to get super specific. So I'm going to attract artists, whether they are like selling their actual like prints or they're selling just like artwork and teach them how to scale their businesses. And then I got like, like that specific. I think I actually called it something like the artist CEO mastermind or something like that. Same thing. Hyped it up for a couple of weeks. Opened the cart for three or four days same thing, zero applications. <laughs> and that one was a little more like, ooh, dang it, now what do I do? You know? So, same pattern. I felt pretty discouraged for a couple of days. Um, I want to say here that that discouragement is optional, by the way. The discouragement that you feel after a launch that's failed is because of what your ma- what your brain is making that mean about you and about your abilities. It does not have to feel devastating. Even if you close the cart and have zero new members, I'm still on this journey of developing my thinking and my mindset, right? But I am human too. And so I, even with all the mindset work that I've been doing, I still do feel that discouragement, especially after you put a lot of effort into something and you're super excited about it and you have a vision for it and it didn't come to life. So anyway, just wanted to throw in that little side note, but same pattern, felt like crap, started to feel better. And then I could see, the problem with that one is that I was way too specific. And, you know, even though I have a lot of those artists in my audience, I don't have like, I don't have a ton of them. And so even if they had felt drawn to join this mastermind, you know, it's kind of a numbers game sometimes. It's like the number of people that you attract, only a certain percentage of them are going to join. There are probably some things that I could have done to be, well, there are for sure a lot of things that I could could have done to call in that type of woman more specifically, but let's talk about launch number three. (laughs) Something that you should also know, a little caveat that I want to throw in here is that one thing that has been really cool about these back-to-back-to-back failed launches is that for a lot of us, when we have one failed launch, it's like, I am never doing that again. (laughs) That was humiliating. That was so much work. I don't ever want to do that again. But for me, what was happening each time I launched this, it was like, I want this group so bad and I am not going to stop. If it takes me till I'm 90 years old, I am not going to stop until I have this mastermind. I could just see it so clearly. And that's probably that vision, that picture that I had. Also, probably because of the mastermind that I had just had that was very successful and beautiful. I, I just like I knew that I could sell a group like this. And so each time I sold it, instead of feeling like a little bit more afraid to talk about it, I felt like emboldened. Like there has got to be a group of five women in my audience somewhere who want to participate in a program like this with me. So each time it felt like just like a little bit more gasoline was poured on my fire. And instead of making it make me feel super discouraged and embarrassed, it was like, I have got to figure this out. And it sort of like put a little bit of a flame under my bum. And it also, you know, I started to feel like super invigorated. Like every time I'm launching this, 
even though it's not working, I, I'm learning and I'm getting more effective. So let's talk about launch number three. This time was the first time that I called it the wholehearted business mastermind. And so something interesting about a mastermind like this is that you can either sell it to a very specific, a woman who is working on it, like a specific project who has a specific task that they want to do, or you can sell it to like kind of like a psychographic. So I sort of in my messaging, honestly, I wasn't clear about what, who I was selling this mastermind to. So I learned that after this third launch didn't go very well. My messaging for this kind of launch was, this is a woman who wants to make more money and she wants to feel better about her business. But, you know, a lot of us aren't willing to invest thousands of dollars just to feel better in our businesses. And another interesting thing that I have learned after working with my coach on this third launch specifically was that I leaned out of promoting this program as a way to help you learn to make more money which is interesting because I was in a phase of my business after three, well, after two launches that didn't bring in the income that I wanted. I was currently like in that, during that month, experiencing a downturn in my personal income. And so that showed up for me in the way that I was talking about this mastermind. I didn't tell people this is going to help you make more money because I lacked confidence in my own income. Isn't that interesting that sometimes this is one of my favorite things about my experience as a coach is that I learn so much about me when I am running these programs for women. It shines a big fat spotlight on ways that I need to grow and improve. And so after opening the cart for three or four days on this one, I was promoting it. Same thing. I did the exact same thing. Hype it up for two or three weeks, open the cart for three or four days. We were on probably either day two, possibly even three. So I had like 48 hours left, I think, before the cart was going to close. And I was chatting with my coach about like, what is happening? Like, clearly there is something not coming through on this one. And she was like, let me go look at your messaging and let's see. And she came back and she was like, I just noticed that you haven't said anything about how you can help these women make more money. And I was like, well, you know, I probably could, but I don't. I don't feel super confident that I can because currently I am not. (laughs) Currently, my income is probably honestly the lowest at that moment that it had ever been. I wanted to be able to sell it as, oh, people will just join this program because they want to feel better. And that sounds great on paper, but a lot of us aren't even willing to like go to the gym to make ourselves feel better, right? So why would someone invest thousands of dollars in coaching just to feel better. They want to feel better, but they also want to make more money. That was the thing that I learned after launch number three that also fell flat. But this one was a little bit different because I also had applications open for this one. And on this one, I started offering, well, actually, no, I offered consult calls for all of them, but I did have a lot of people get on consult calls with me after this third mastermind launch. But almost every single one of them was like, I think I actually want to work with you one-on-one. So although that mastermind launch had zero mastermind members, I did get a new one-on-one client from that. So I that's why I'm calling this failed quote-unquote launches because they were never failures. There were so many things that I gained and learned from each one. And I did end up getting a new client directly as a result of this launch. Then came launch number four, which is this one that I just finished a couple days ago. And this time I sort of decided to, first of all, get crazy specific in who I was talking to and to really 
hone in on the messaging that this is a program that is going to make you more money. I can help you make more money. And that confidence, you know, I after the light was shined on my lack of confidence in that on mastermind launch number three, on launch number four, it was like, that needs to be the pillar. So I com- basically completely ditched everything that I had done in all of the mastermind launches before on this one. On the other launches, I sent an email every single day that the cart was open and I sent two or possibly even three emails on the day the cart closed, which is another little sneaky side note. If you are someone who's running launches, focus on the last day of your launch. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to have to like hold myself back from teaching an entire course in this episode. This is going to get hours long. Okay, I'll save that for another day. Launch number four completely ditched everything that I had done before. And instead of sending emails every day, I didn't send any emails. Instead, what I did was I ran a mini program before the mastermind. I wanted women to, you know, like a lot of us think like, oh, coaching, that sounds cool. That would be nice to have a coach. I'd like to, you know, be able to talk to someone who's not my husband, but it's a scary investment, especially if you've never invested in anything like that before. So I wanted to give women a sample So I ran a mini program the week before the mastermind launch. And this mini program was three days long. It was $200 and it was only in Voxer. That was very strategically designed because I knew in my mastermind group, I first of all wanted to attract a woman who was, you know, willing to invest a little bit more. And I wanted her to get a taste of what it was like to experience being in a Voxer group with me because that's what was going to happen in the mastermind. And I wanted to give her some really quick wins, some really cool transformations in her thinking that would then turn into really cool results in her actions or in the results she was getting in her business, like sales and income. So this three-day long Voxer group, we talked all about Instagram mindset and peeled back the layers on the women inside, on the thinking, their their blocks, their mindset blocks, their hurdles, their skepticism about Instagram marketing and things like that. And then on the third day, I said, hey, I'm also running this mastermind. If you really loved this group and you liked being in a container like this where you have a coach's one-on-one attention on you and you have the support of these women inside the group, I would love to invite you to join my mastermind that I'm opening up next week. So for the first few days of this launch, the, the mastermind was only available to the women inside this mini group. I hadn't even offered it on Instagram yet. As, as a result of this Voxer group, there were a few names that popped up as like, she would be the perfect fit for this mastermind. And I also want to say too that if you're someone who's selling coaching programs like this, it's so much easier to sell things when you have a true relationship, when you have a friendship really with the women that you want to help. You know their story, you know you've watched them for an, an amount of time. It can be so easy to help guide them to the next steps. That's not always required. Some of my clients, I, you know, they popped up in my email one day and now they're, we're working together and it's awesome. But that, that, I called it a mini mastermind, actually. Also the title, it was the Instagram mindset, mini mastermind. So they had a mastermind in their head and then offered them to join the other one. But they got a really cool, unique taste of what the experience would be like, which made it so much easier to sell the big mastermind. And this one worked. I had five spots and I ended up filling four of them. Honestly, this has been kind of a big launch for me. (laughs) After basically nine months of launching this thing and wanting to have a mastermind group so badly and having to really 
sit with the emotions <laughs> was a huge difference. Something that I haven't really done before. Usually if a launch doesn't go well, I sort of like, oh, I just like completely like cringe and don't want to look at it. And I don't even want to think about it. If you're someone who runs launches often, I would recommend keeping a launch journal and writing out your thoughts after each launch. What went well? What didn't? What did I learn? What would I change next time? What would I do exactly the same? Every single time you launch, it's going to get easier and more effective. And even if you're launching something completely different, each time you launch, it's going to get easier and more effective. Let me just wrap up with my last few thoughts about launches. The biggest thing that you need to know is that the emotions that you feel during a launch are all optional. You do not, like for me, even when I was back in the day, like last year, when I was launching my goldmine course, I would only launch it like three or four times a year. Every single time I launched it, it felt like an absolute marathon. And I was like, people like to say this is passive income. This is not passive income. This is so much work and so much mental exertion. That mental exertion is actually optional. The thing that you need if you don't want to be spinning your wheels with, you know, if you don't want your launch to feel like a marathon, because truly a lot of launches, you can schedule out things in advance. So it doesn't have to be a lot of work. It's the mental work that probably is feeling exhausting about launches. And that work is optional. What is required if you don't want it to feel like a marathon is mindset work. We have to get clear on your thinking. We have to get your doubts to be quiet. (laughs) And they're going to be really loud. And that's part of why I love launches so much because of the opportunity it is. It brings all those insecurities right to the surface so that we can see them very clearly and be able to see with specificity. Like I just think back on my, some of my original launches where it was like, I was running purely on doubt. I just doubted that it was going to work. And I doubted that people were going to join, which made it feel really hard. Now I've learned how to, I lean on faith. 100% launches are an exercise of faith. And, you know, especially when the cool thing about cart closing is that it gets people off the fence, but it, for you as a business owner, you have to be able to hold that faith until the cart closes, which is a 100% mental exercise especially if you have your content scheduled, you have your Instagram stories and posts that are going to go out, you have emails that go out. Your job during a launch is to come back to faith, especially when it feels like doubt is right in your face, screaming at you. Your job is to come back to faith and to trust that all the work that you've put in for months will come to fruition And if it doesn't, you're going to learn something that you need to know so that your next one, it can come to fruition. Come chat with me on Instagram if you have questions about launches. I would love to help you, especially if you've got one coming up soon. And I'm sending you all of my good launch vibes. Hey, thank you so much for listening in today. Are we already friends on Instagram? If not, come over and follow me at kaylin.priest. It's the best way to get tons of free value that I put out into the world through my content and also to stay up to date on my current offers and ways that you can get more support and coaching from me. So come over, follow me on Instagram and send me a DM to say hi and let's be friends.